It's about that time. NFL lovers. Hello, NFL world. <laughs> and hello, NFL lovers. You are now tuning in to the Real McCoy Sports Podcast on the DPN Dream Podcast Network. And I'm your host, always and forever will be doing the most. Franklin J. McCoy the third. But you can call me Frankie. This is NFL Week 13, Episode 24. Say uncle. That's what we're calling this. And that's what it'll be. All right. Before we get into the shenanigans, let's go over the Real McCoy Sports Podcast scoreboard for your Week 13 Sunday, December 6th, 2020. New Orleans Saints traveled down to Atlanta to face the Falcons and they win 21-16. to Detroit Lions squeak out a victory against Chicago, 34-30 to against the Bears. And the Browns take care of business in Tennessee against the Titans 41 to 35. And the Dolphins beat the Bengals 19 to 7 in Miami. In overtime, the Vikings take care of business at home against the Jacksonville Jaguars 27 to 24, and the Raiders finally decide to win a game. No thanks to them, but thanks to the defensive coordinator from the New York Jets 31 to 28 in New York. The Indianapolis Colts edge out a victory in Houston, 26-20 against the Texans. And the Los Angeles Rams beat the Arizona Cardinals convincingly, 38-28. New York Giants beat the Seahawks, 17-12. And Philadelphia loses against my Aaron Rodgers and his Packers, 30-16 in Green Bay. And the New England Patriots shut out the Los Angeles Chargers, 45-0. While the Chiefs take care of business at home, 22-16 in a close game. Surprising close game in Kansas City, 22-16 final. And your Monday, December 7th, 2020 games, the Washington Reds, the Washington no-name, that you read it, no-names, 23-17 in Pittsburgh. They beat the Steelers, ending their undefeated streak. And the Buffalo Bills regretfully beat my... San Francisco 49ers made him say uncle, and that's why this episode is called Say Uncle. 34-24. Tuesday, December 8, 2020, the Baltimore Ravens embarrassed the, the Dallas Cowboys 34-17. to And while week 13, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers had a bye, the Carolina Panthers had a bye week. And that was, that was your the Real McCoy scoreboard for week 13, 2020, Say Uncle. And we're going to get straight into it. Let's start with my San Francisco 49ers. God damn. The game was closer than it appeared. But it also wasn't closer than it appeared. If that makes any sense. Quarterback for the Buffalo Bills, number 17, all hell Hitler, Josh Allen, 6'5", 24 years old, went 32 for 40, 324 yards. 325 yards with four TDs, zero interceptions. He had a stellar game. Great game. He balled out. He's fucking amazing. Number four, Nick Mullins, backup quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers, went 26 for 39, 316 yards, three TDs, two interceptions. He had a so-so game. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't good. It, it was so-so. But... um. It was 
Disappointing to see the defense struggle. Not even the defense. Well, yeah, the defense as a whole struggled, but the run defense started off bad. I did not like that. It started off bad, then they got it together and started closing down shop. But to begin the game, they were busting through too often. Too many holes. It was it was too often. However, the secondary really let me down, and I don't get it. Because one another thing I noticed, it was it was too much um, loose coverage, off the ball coverage, ten yard gaps. Stephon Diggs, the wide receivers, the Beasleys, Cole Beasleys, they they were they were they were killing the 49ers with these short short passes, bang, 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 all the way up the field all day long, and we couldn't say nothing about it, couldn't do nothing about it. Richard Sherman looked extremely old, got beat for that touchdown against Cole Beasley in the in the end zone. Uh, it wasn't totally his fault, but I don't know, man. They talk about they need to bump Sherman to safety. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But we weren't getting pressure, and maybe he relies on the pressure by the way he plays because he's very aggressive. He, he he tries to overplay things and, and, and cheat up, and, and he expects the pressure to be there. And if we did have pressure, then that – then that would assist the type of game that he has. However, Jason Verrett, the other corner, they all had a bad game. They all were getting eaten up. Josh Allen was moving to the left, rolling to the right, making plays every time. He looked great, man. He, he surprised me. He's a damn good quarterback. Nick Mullins did nothing to help. Damn. And... This is the old 49ers. This is this is the Alex Smith era before and after. This is them. The, the offense doesn't help the defense enough. And our defense wasn't. It's not like they were bad, bad. The corners didn't play great, but we could have won. Even, if, even through all that loose coverage, we still could have won if Nick Mullins would have put the pressure on it. But he didn't. So... I don't know. The 49ers, they just disappointed me because that was a game we had to have, even though it doesn't knock us completely out of the playoffs. But I don't want to make the playoffs because we're not a good team right now. We're not. We're not playing good. It, it, it's not going good. It. I don't know. It, it. It's just bad right now. So, I don't know. It, it's not encouraging the 49ers fans. We got a lot of work to do. I don't know. We're 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 in a we're in a position where we're we're in a void right now. It, it's it's really I don't I don't I don't know what's gonna happen. But it it's 49ers we're not looking good. Buffalo extremely impressed me. They're a solid team. Um the takeaways I got is is Nick Mullins. It's just you had ample opportunity, plenty of opportunities to produce yourself, um, showcase, um, not not produce yourself, but a um, uh, 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 display and show and preview, showcase whatever all of the above your potential to become uh, a an elite quarterback or a better quarterback and become 
solidify a starting position in the NFL. That's what I want to say. To solidify a starting a starting um, quality toward toward how people view you. They want to view you as a starter, but now I don't know. You're just a glorified backup, and you consistently underperform. When when we need you the most, you consistently underperform, and you had opportunities. You're throwing picks. Oh my God! I you I you dropped one, but it yeah, but it's like it was a hard catch. He tried to reach down and popped it up, and they got to enter because he popped it up in the air. But I blame that on you still, even though he should have caught it. It's a hard pass. It's like damn, make it easy for these guys. Don't even go to him. He was covered. But yeah, it was week thirteen was a bad week, and uh, yeah, we did bad at Forty ers yeah, they, the Bills made us say uncle, and they did. Shout-outs to Buffalo. Shout-outs to Josh Allen, that quarterback, number 17. He did his thing. Four touchdowns, no interceptions. Now, I want to go talk about New England. 45-0 to zero against the Los Angeles Chargers. And what did we talk about with Cam Newton? He doesn't do... I want to say he doesn't do shit, but... 45 to nothing is 45 to nothing. Maybe his style of game, he's the black Tim Tebow now. And the reason why I say that, number one, Cam Newton, he went 12 for 19. 69 yards. One, t- one passing touchdown. He had two rushing touchdowns. But 69 yards. Now, the only time I like 69 is in the bedroom. Now, I don't know 69 got to do with NFL. But if you're my quarterback and consistently getting 69s, you won't be a starting quarterback for me. But he's winning games. But he's playing absolutely under under subpar. He's not par. He's I don't know. His game is lacking, but it's effective because he won. And it's 45 to nothing. But take a look at Justin Herbert, Herbert, Justin Herbert Hubercraft, number 10 quarterback for the Los Angeles Chargers, 6'6 out of Oregon. He, he, he had a better game than Cam, but he lost and had zero points. So did he have a better game? No. But the, the stats were better. But I'm not going to cover losers right now. I'm tired of covering losers this week. Now. Patriots are are some summy 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 time team. I don't don't know what to expect from them. Never do. But they they get the victory. But I'm like, damn! How do you get 69 passing yards and you win 45 to nothing? Go figure. Let's go over some. Let's go back to the Raiders. 31 to 28. Big controversy. Greg Williams, defensive coordinator, D.C. For the New York Jets, they had this game. They were winning. Last seconds of the game. Raiders on the damn near 50-yard line. About, what was it, seven seconds or something left? No no timeouts left. What does Greg Williams do? Oh, sabotage Williams. He sabotaged this game on purpose. He sent the all-out blitz. And if anybody plays Madden, I haven't played recently, but in the past, they have the same similar plays. But there's this play 
on Madden called Undersmoke. They send everybody on Undersmoke. That's an all-out blitz. Everybody can go. Everybody goes. Hurry up and buy. Hurry up and get the quarterback. They did an all-out blitz. With seven seconds left, Raiders needed a touchdown to win. They sent the all-out blitz and got burnt and got beat for the touchdown. Derek Carr seen it right away. And the cold part about it, this is how I know it's an exper- uh, uh, um, conspiracy. This is how I know. This is how I know. Don't look at me, puppet. Don't look at me. This is how I know. Listen to what they said. They said and what they did. Let me tell you what they did. They had max protection. How do you have max protection on a play where you need to send as many people deep as you can to try to try to throw a Hail Mary? I need to send three, four, five receivers down there to try to get lucky. They didn't do that. So obviously they knew he was all out blitzing. And how do you know he's all out blitzing? They say this is his track record. They say he does this a lot. Whether he does it a lot or not, doesn't matter. Greg Williams, you knew better than to do this play. You knew better. And he did it anyway. And they got beat for the touchdown. And keep in mind, him, him and head coach Adam Gates had a falling out. So I don't know if he wanted to sabotage the game or the owner called down and said, I don't think that happened because I'm going to tell you what happened next. Owner might have called down and said, hey, we want Trevor Lawrence. Stop fucking this up and stop winning. Give him the touchdown. But I don't think that happened because guess what happened after that game? Greg Williams was fired for calling this dumbass play. They said it's probably the dumbest play in NFL history, and I, I agree. Besides, I take that back. I think it's the second dumbest play. Everybody else says it's the dumbest. I think it's the second dumbest. I think the Seattle the Seattle Super Bowl slant play was the dumbest play in history. Why? Because you got beast mode. Why? Because he put you on the map before you guys were nothing. He put Seattle on the map when he broke that 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 run against New Orleans, jumped in the end zone, grabbed his crotch, and said, "Take that." He put Seattle on the map, and on the one yard line, you wouldn't give him the ball. Now, what does that say? Let's, let's take a small trip down memory lane. What does that teach the youngins? What does that teach you, youngins? You know what I think it teaches? Because you guys don't remember what, what ensued all before. It teaches you, if we had a chance, we don't want no ghetto, slang-talking, hip-looking, skittle-eating thug representing the NFL if he gets in the end zone that he's going to be the hero of the Super Bowl we don't want him getting interviewed and being the hero of the Super Bowl because because of all he represents that ghetto-ness that Oakland ghetto ratchet they didn't want that that's what I believe they want the square nice talking black guy he can be a little hip-hop but not too much better be Fresh Prince and not Martin Lawrence all right you better be Mad TV and not in living color. All right? You better be Takashi and not Tupac. All right? 
You better be Elvis and not James Brown. And that's the takeaway I got. But that was the that was a dumbass call, Greg Williams. What the hell were you thinking? What the hell were you thinking? And just when I was finna, oh, I was finna let the Raiders have it. I was finna go on Facebook to all the people I know and rip them of the Real McCoy Sports Podcast, DPN Dream Podcast Network, asshole. If you guys would have lost to the winless Jets, which you should have lost, because in my opinion, in my book, in Frankie's book, they lost. They lost that game because nobody else would have called that call. They lost that game, in my opinion. And that's how pathetic the Raiders are. You barely beat the Jets with a gimme at the end. Now, I give it to you. You you completed the pass, Derek Carr, but he was fucking 10 yards wide open. And another thing, another another takeaway, the cornerback that guarded Ruggs on that play. For one thing, you knew it was a bad call. Okay, I get it. Your coach called a dumbass call. But what are you peeking in the backfield? What are you looking at Derek Carr for? You know you have no help. You know Henry Ruggs III is a fast-ass motherfucker. It's like, beep, beep. The road runner. Beep, beep. Bye-bye. What are you peeking? And he went for the little the little jab step inside. He went for the double move, and he went for it. Why are you going for the double move? Just as soon as they say hi, just run. Just run to the end zone. Run back. You know they're throwing it deep. But no, that's why I think, what, did the owner tell you? Hey, hey, I need you to bite. Bite for this double move. Bite for it. But then again, no, because why would you fire Greg Williams if he did what you asked? So, yeah, the coach called that. Yeah, it's 95% the coach, 5% that corner. Because why did you fall for that double move? I would have grabbed him. If he would have beat me, I would have tripped him up. Go ahead, go ahead. Get, get, a, get a PI, get a pass interference as long as we can, as long as we can line up and try to stop you again. But that was your excitement for that game. And they won by three, 31 to 28. All right, let's go to another game. The Rams manhandled the Cardinals. I like the Rams. They, they, for some reason, the 40, my 49, we have their number because Jared Goff is so phony. But the Rams, they rose to the occasion and they handled the Arizona Cardinals. That, that surprised me. They handled them. Um, let's go to another game that was that was pretty entertaining. All right, <laughs> not the Cowboys. <laughs> let's just talk about them real fast. Tuesday, December eighth, two thousand twenty, Baltimore Ravens made the Cowboys say uncle. And oh my God, Lamar Jackson was running free everywhere, free everything, free lanes everywhere. I was driving through it. Cowboys are pathetic. Mike Nolan needs to get fired. Mike McCarthy should have got fired when he got hired. And that's no lie. Jaguars lose in overtime by three to the Vikings in overtime. And that's the team that my 49ers is up battling against for that playoff spot. But the Jaguars, they they surprised me. They're little spunky, scrappy little, little fellers. Oh, you little feisty little fellers. They're a little feisty little motherfuckers, aren't they? But the Vikings, they, I mean, they handle business. They pulled out a victory. Uh, the Chiefs had trouble with the Broncos. 
I knew it was going to be trouble when I looked at that that spread. It was about what was about um eight, seven, eight, um nine, eight, seven, maybe six and a half. I knew it was trouble then. I said, wait a minute, that's a trap. That's a trap. And they lost by six. No, no, I'm squeeze me, squeeze me. They lost by, yeah, they did lose by six. I'm looking at another score, but yeah, they did lose by six, 22 to 16. So the Broncos definitely covered. That's why when I when you see spreads that look too good to be true, it is too good to be true. Go with the opposite team. Go with the underdog. I took the Broncos. I won that bet, but I lost the parlay. Uh, primarily because of my 49ers. Oh, my God, they suck. And um, the surprising game of the week, and this is no joke, the New York G-Men Giants made the Seahawks say, Uncle! Tio! Tio Nuevo! Nuevo York! Tio Tio Nuevo! Nuevo York! Gigantes! Gigantes! Oh, they made them say uncle. Tio, 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 mio. Ay, Dios mio. Giants beat the Seahawks. Handle business. Put a smile on my face. Cost me some damn money because I really thought they were going to, I thought they were going to blast and blitz the the, the G-men. But the G-men made the Seahawks say uncle. Damn. How do you lose against the G-men? They're playing pretty good. They're they're not spunky and scrappy like the Jaguars, but they, they're getting shit done in New York. New York is handling business right now. New York, they say this is a bigger rich town. Yeah, they got power on their side. And I just come from the poorest part. Legal or legal, my quarterback made it. This is where it goes down. Oh, oh the G-Man. Where's Ghost at? Where's Ghost? Ghost came from the, oh, he came from the coffin and gave him the victory. Or better yet, did Tommy cancel Christmas on the Seahawks? I'm canceling Christmas on the Seahawks. Oh, he did it. They say this is a big rich town. (laughs) As long as you beat them Hawks. I'm tired of Russell Wilson because he really can't cook. Now tell Sierra to cook. Tired of you cooking. I don't like your food. And tell that Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, do something. What are you going to do? Don't make me come over there, Metcalf. But if I do, I got to bring five bodybuilders. You're a strong motherfucker. All right. Now, one last game. I want to dip and dab into the brownies. The brownies. Whoa. Ooh! <laughs> Young and man. Ooh! What can Brown do for you? The Browns handled the Tennessee Titans the whole game. They handled them. I'm scared. Baker! Baker, 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 Mayfield, Mayfield. Are you feeling dangerous? Nikki's hurt, so you're not feeling a rush. Yeah, Bosa's hurt, so now you can, you're can you worry-free now. Browns are nothing to play with. They're nothing to sneeze at. They're the real deal. The real McCoy. They're the real deal Holyfield. Don't bite my ear. Watch out for the Browns. Be scared of the Browns. 
they're my team to scare anybody in the playoffs. And if they get their sh- their mierda, caca, boo-boo, hee-hee, juju. If they get their, excuse my English and not French, because I'm not French. If they get their shit together, they can really go far. And I can see them going to the, to the, um, I think the AFC, AFC championship. I can see, I can see that. They're that good. I like, I like their play calling. Stefanski, Romanski, he's romancing me in my ideas. He's making me think, damn, they're, they're fucking good. They're doing good. I like the Browns. Even though I really, I, I used to like the Titans, but I like the Browns. Browns are my team. Browns are my team for the rest of the year that I can say nobody wants to fuck with them. They're the no fuck with team right now. Nobody wants to fuck with the Browns. And that's it. And you know who else nobody wants to fuck with? The Rim McCoy on the Rim McCoy Sports Podcast. Your DPN. Dream Podcast Network. And that was your week 13. 2020. Say uncle. And I'm making all these other sports podcasts say uncle because I am the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. Shout out to my favorite WWF wrestler of all time, Brett the Hitman Hart, even though he's from Canada, even though he's white and I'm black and and K-Birdie. Now, that was your episode 24. And I know you want more. Stay tuned for week 14, 2020 NFL. I'm your host, Franklin J. McCoy III, but you can call me Frankie. And thank you for tuning in to the Real McCoy Sports Podcast on your DPN Dream Podcast Network.